0: What if instead of being a pastor, I was a professional football player? Don't laugh, don't laugh. Not that far-fetched, right? What if instead of being born here in the U.S., I was born in the Amazon? What if instead of being 6'3", I was 5'3"? What if? It's kind of a fun game to play, isn't it? To think about how life would be different if a certain something were different. Well, because it's Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday, I wanted to take a few minutes this morning to look with you at a what-if text in the Bible. In the text we're going to look at this morning, Paul is playing this what-if game. And the what-if question that he is asking is this. What if there was no resurrection? What if Jesus is still in the tomb somewhere in the Middle East? What if he was killed and that's the end of it? It's kind of a scary thing to think about, isn't it? Especially on a drizzly dark morning, right? It's kind of a kind of a downer, right? To talk about on Easter. But this is what Paul chooses to discuss in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 12 through 20. And Paul's reason for doing this is to drive home a simple yet key truth in scripture and the truth is this. Look at it up on the screen. Jesus' resurrection Is vital and necessary. That's the point Paul really wants to drive home here in this passage. So if you have your Bibles, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians 15. In this passage, Paul is going to argue that if the resurrection has not occurred, If Jesus is still in a tomb somewhere in the Middle East, then we as believers are the most miserable human beings who have ever walked the planet. Now, that sounds pretty negative, doesn't it? That's a pretty harsh way of putting things. But that's the tone that Paul uses here in this passage. And again, the reason he does so is to stress the importance of Jesus' resurrection. So let's take a few moments this morning to look at Paul's response to this what-if question concerning Jesus' resurrection. First, he says this, if Christ is not raised, if there is no resurrection, preaching is useless. Preaching is useless. In verse 14, Paul says this, and if Christ has not been raised then our preaching is in vain. That means what I'm doing right now before you is is of no value to any one of you if Christ is still in a tomb somewhere in the Middle East. That's Paul's point. When I was in seminary, I was introduced to the teachings of Dr. Marcus Borg Dr. Borg is the head of the religion and philosophy department at Oregon State University and he's also a member of the theologically liberal group known as the Jesus Seminar and Dr. Borg believes and teaches along with his colleagues that those who believe in the physical and bodily resurrection of Jesus, they believe those people are misguided He and his colleagues, they travel around from state to state and overseas teaching that Jesus is still dead in a physical sense. Now, let me tell you this. Dr. Borg has received every accolade, every award that Oregon State University has to offer. He is a known and respected scholar around the world. But here's the problem. The problem is this. If Dr. Borg is right, then he has nothing to say. His teachings about Jesus are pointless if Christ is not raised. His teachings, according to Paul here, they are are useless if Christ is still in a tomb somewhere in the Middle East. Because if Jesus is not raised, listen to this, there's no point in even talking about him preaching is in vain the resurrection is what validates all that christ did and all that he said so if he didn't rise he's no different than you or me in fact he's worse because he's either delusional believing he was something that he wasn't or he's deceitful he's a liar and he has misled thousands and now millions So if he's not raised, there's no point in talking about him at all. Preaching is in vain. The second point Paul makes is this. If there is no resurrection of Jesus, faith is futile. Faith is futile. Look at the end of verse 14. Paul says, and your faith is in vain. In verses 3 through 4 of 1 Corinthians 15, look at that for just a moment. Paul gives us here, he gives us the gospel in a nutshell. He says, this is the gospel. Christ died, he was buried, and he arose. That's the gospel. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. So Paul's point here in verse 14 is, if you remove the death of the resurrection, and they're at the heart of the gospel, you have no gospel. You have struck the gospel at the heart. You have killed the gospel by removing the resurrection. That's Paul's point in verse 14. If there is no resurrection, we might as well, folks, stop believing right now because the heart of what we believe is not true. Because the gospel is the, 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 at the core of the gospel is the resurrection. The third point Paul makes in this passage is this. If Jesus is not raised, then preachers are liars. My testimony is untrue if Jesus is not raised because I've said the opposite in here time and time again, haven't I? Look at verse 15. Paul says, We are even found to be misrepresenting God because we testified about God that He raised Christ, whom He did not raise, if it is true that the dead are not raised. Paul tells his readers if God did not raise Christ and we said that he did Then we're saying that God did something he didn't do Therefore we are misrepresenting God and our testimony is untrue Folks, if the resurrection did not occur, you need to stop listening to me right now because I'm a liar Because for the past two and a half years being here with you Sunday after Sunday, I've said that he did And if the resurrection did not occur we need to do away with this book right here don't we I need to stop calling for you to read it and study it and memorize it and meditate upon it I need to stop calling for you all to look to it for guidance I need to stop encouraging you to follow what it says because the writers of this book Look forward to Christ's resurrection. And there are other writers who claim to see the risen Christ. And if he didn't rise, they're misguided. The ones who wrote this book. If Jesus is still dead. If he's not been raised. Well, there's a fourth consequence that's found in this passage. And it's found in verse 17. Paul says, if Christ is not raised sins are not forgiven now there's a comforting thought for Easter Sunday sins are not forgiven look at verse 17 and if Christ has not been raised your faith is futile and you are still in your sins Paul says if Christ did not rise we are without salvation folks He says in Romans 4.25 that Christ was raised for our justification. It's through Christ's resurrection that we are made right with God. Without it, we are still in our sins and things remain as they were in Adam. If Christ is dead, we have no perfect priest who lives to stand for us. We have no perfect representative who makes us righteous. If Christ stayed dead, death put the stinger in Christ instead of Christ putting the stinger in death. If he did not rise, we are still in our sins without a hope in the world. Number five, if Christ is still dead, the dead are perishing. Verse 18. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. This point is closely connected with the previous point. I believe they're meant to be understood together. And basically what Paul is saying is this. He's saying if Christ is not raised, then your faith is futile and you're still in your sins awaiting condemnation and your loved ones who have gone before you are perishing. Are you feeling the weight of this? This is heavy, isn't it? heavy hopefully you're beginning to understand if you haven't already how important the resurrection is hopefully you're beginning to see here that the resurrection is vital and necessary well there's the sixth point Paul mentions here and it's found in verse 19 Paul says if Christ is not raised then Christians are pitiful Look at verse 19. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. I've heard it said by some, you know what, even if Christianity is proven false, even if Jesus did not rise from the dead, I'd still be glad I gave my life to it because I've lived a moral life and I've been a nice and helpful member of society. Even if this is a hoax, so be it, I'm okay with that. Listen, the Apostle Paul completely disagrees with this mentality. He does. He says, that's crazy. If this is untrue, if we are giving our lives to something that is a sham, we are a miserable, empathetic people. That's what Paul says. Paul argues that should be our mentality, believers. If this life is all there is, and we've been giving our lives to something that is untrue. Let me finish with this. You know what? Many believe that you can just take Jesus or leave him. They think, you know, if Jesus works for you, great, take him. But if not, leave him. Don't worry about it. Listen, if Christ is still dead, he's still buried somewhere in the Middle East, we need to leave him. We need to move on and never look back. But listen to this. Listen very carefully. If he is alive, we must receive him. We must. I heard a pastor once say it like this. If the tomb is occupied, then nothing really matters. But if it's unoccupied, if it's empty, Christ is the only one who matters. Can't say it better than that. If it didn't happen... If Christ is not raised, we are wasting our time here. My preaching is a sham. There is no hope, victory, or purpose in life. If Christ didn't rise, we might as well leave this place together right now and lock the doors and never return. But if it did happen... If he is alive, then everything about Christ is validated. Everything about the Bible is substantiated. And everything about what we believe as Christians is authenticated. So the question I have for you this morning is this. Do you believe it or not? Did he or didn't he rise? Now some will say, you know, I'm not going to say he did. And I'm not going to say he didn't. If you fall into this camp, which many do, the neutral camp, know that God lumps you in with those who deny the resurrection. Christ is not someone we can remain neutral on, folks. Jesus said, if you're not for me, you are against me. So there's no room for neutrality here. Did he rise or didn't he? Is he the son of God or isn't he? Are the claims he made about himself true or false? Folks, everything hinges on this event. You know what Scripture teaches? You know what God's Word teaches? Jesus rose from the dead. Paul ends this passage with that truth. 1 Corinthians fifteen twenty. Listen to this. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. Folks, that changes everything. That changes everything. Jesus has overcome death. That's what we're here celebrating this morning, and it's really what we should celebrate every Sunday morning. Christ has conquered death with death. That changes everything. And the question I want to leave you with this morning is, do you believe it? If you don't, I pray this very day that God would open your hearts to this truth and that you would respond to Him by turning away from your life of sin and you would turn toward and look toward and trust in Christ alone for your salvation. Let's pray.